It's showtime. Ask the podcast coach for February 18th, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. Oh, there it is. It is Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. And if you're uh, joining us, I, I was so tempted to play Rats Round and Round this morning as the opening music, because what goes around comes around. And um, to make a long story short, I worked this week with the Zoom people trying to get a, a screenshot of where me and Jim or Jim and I are live uh, side by side. And uh, or at least uh, both of us on the screen, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it's just not the what they're designed for. That's just it's a webinar software. And I sent them a screenshot of Google Hangouts on air. And I went, this is what I'm trying to get. And there's a thing in my voice that said, you know, Dave, that's free. And uh, I just went, hmm, let's go back there. And then I was going to use the um, the live page that Jim was talking about uh, last week. And uh, speaking of that, I just jumped in. Joining me as always, the one and only, speaking of Jim, from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going this morning, Greetings, buddy? Dave. Good, good to be back. We just yeah. climbed 40 flights over at the First National Bank Tower here in Omaha and got it done and got back uh, in time for us as podcast coach. So I've, I've already <laughs> had my I, – I, this is my favorite part of that whole thing uh, is you get, you get these cool little medals, right? I have seven of these from seven years in a row. So stay fit out there, by the way. Get out of your chair every once in a while and do something. But That's crazy, man. Dave, you were mentioning uh, – um, the live page, right? We talked about that on, yeah. on YouTube and using that. And, you know, we'd, we'd done that last week with a whole bunch of webcasts that we'd done with great success. That chat room is a little limited. So I'm kind of glad. It's good to be back this way with Chatwing. I'm super comfortable with that setup. Yeah. As always, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And if you ever, you ever notice, I never waver from that. It's always askthepodcastcoach.com. Uh, it's easy for me to say as well. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And we've pointed you at Fire Talk. We've pointed you at Smile Time. We've pointed you at Zoom. And uh, I don't see us leaving Google. I, at this point, unless something really comes – the only thing I miss that I liked about Zoom was a poll. I like the polling feature. And we can do that. We're, we're going to play I, with that a little later. I love to separate those out. That Q&A uh, separated yeah. from the chat, that's that's a nice feature. I mean, I, there's other ways to do that. I bet there's a polling app of some kind that you could, Dave, you could put on the site next to the chat room. Yeah. And, it, you know, uh, whatever. So uh, that's a good – actually, that's a good idea. I wonder if the chat room – have you guys used any kind of plug-in or iframe or yeah. web app that's polling? Because after you did that, after we did the Zoom experiment, I was kind of like, man, I like the separated, especially for, you know, we use On24. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but at Gallup, we use On24 for our webinars. And I think in those kinds of settings, it's really important. You kind of have a chat room. The, the biggest feedback we got during a learning series with just doing it this way is the chat room was too busy. These were people who were not used to sitting, watching a webinar, webcast, and reading the chat at the same time. We're all pretty good at it. We're all podcasters, so we're all pretty good at it. But for regular listeners, um, it's a little bit of an overwhelming experience. So, you know, maybe it's good to separate those two. Well, I want to try this just for giggles. Since we're talking about polls, we'll, we'll start off the, uh, the morning with a poll. And uh, I'm just going to throw this in the chat. Um, the question is, how many podcast episodes do you listen in a week? And I know mine is uh, is down from what it used to. 
I have two responses so far. All right. Well, we'll come back to that a little later after everybody's had a chance to uh, answer that. But that works. I get live answers, which is uh, kind of fun. So if you then what I'm using for that, by the way, is uh, forms.google.com. And that is my new way. If you're doing I heard uh, I was very happy. Podcasters Group Therapy was uh, back this week with uh, minus. uh, uh, mm -hmm, um, I want to say Tawny. Yeah. Minus Tawny. But uh, it was Nick. And, um, Mr. Corey. Corey, thank you, man. I was like, I can't, dude, where's your brain? <laughs> well, here's the problem. And that's one of the reasons why it was funny. I wanted to go to Google Hangouts today because I thought that it would be like going home and boy, it was not, it was very rusty at it. But with PodFest next week, I have not gone to bed earlier than one in the morning every, for like the last five days. And it, the good news is, and this is, this actually pertains to podcasting. I've had so many people that we've all heard how you find your voice and how practice makes perfect. And I have three parts of my uh, keynote. And part of it is uh, the the main point is how to take big things and break them into smaller chunks. And the fact that big things can really overwhelm us. When somebody says, I have to lose 100 pounds, they're like, oh, I'll never do it. Uh, But you break it into smaller chunks. That's part of it. Uh, Chris wanted me to bring in my guitar somehow. And then I wanted to bring in Ken Blanchard. And it was like, Each had their own separate little vibe and some are very funny and some are really serious. And I was like, how am I going to work this all together? And it wasn't until really this week that I I just had all my slides. I just kept running it and running it and running it. And I went, "Hmm, you know what? Because it was like, if I start off with the guitar, then it goes afterwards. It's kind of like, you know, you, you start off and it's, it's just, you know. But then Whoa. we get into boring podcast stuff. And if I do that at the very end, it's kind of cool. But then you have to sit through. Everybody's going to be like, well, what's the guitar sitting there for? So after doing it over and over and over, I finally came up. And I it, it, this morning I was thinking to myself, if you think about like the hero's journey, right? There's always like, oh, is it going to happen? Then you have this this uh, buildup. And then, oh, my gosh. And, and, you know, and then you have often. But who says you can't do that twice in one presentation? And that's basically what I'm doing. I'm having like two little baby presentations through the whole thing. But I, ha- I wouldn't have known that if I didn't just do it. And it was just me going through the slides. And then the one time I was like, oh, you know what I could do here? I could do a little bit of guitar here and lead it into that. And then that'll lead to that. And then later after that, we can go back to the guitar. And I was like, there you go. That's how you, that's how, how do you stop this one thing from taking over the show? You break it into small bits and it evens itself out and, um, so yeah, so my point to that is if you're not sure where to go, I had somebody this week, I was doing a consultation. They're like, well, how do I know what my format is? Then I'll make you just start recording. And they, they did something that I was like, you know, good for you. They just started, they took my advice. They recorded a bunch into their phone. They just started talking and they said after a while, they're like, oh, this goes good. And that goes good. So, uh, so when in doubt, practice, practice, practice. So yeah, I think we talk about that all the time. You know, if you're if you're just getting started, just create some stuff and don't really worry too much about it. You may not even want to release it. And and that's really hard, right? When you create that kind of content and then you feel like it's really good, it's really not. It's really terrible. You just don't know it yet because you haven't gotten better, right? This is a skill. The more you practice, the more you get better. So um, you know, get get after it, get some stuff recorded, get some feedback from some friends. 
then start thinking about launching your podcast. Dave, I, I, I'm an interview guy, right? I've, I've been an interview guy. I've done 297 shows interview plus the hundreds I've done for Gallup and some of those kinds of things. I did my second ever solo show um, this week, this Thursday. I had a guest lined up with ah. his communication. He wasn't there. Pulled out the Drobo, which is sitting right here, and we just kind of did an overview of the Drobo and NAS devices, back stuff, stuff like that. And the second time, magically, better than the first. Like, <laughs> you know, you just – it's just one of those things you will continue to get better at it. And we're – you know, the live audience tonight, these are all mostly seasoned podcasters for the most point, part that are out there. You guys know this, but, you know, for your typical audience that is listening to school podcasting, you know, you just, just record a couple and, and practice it. And don't be afraid to throw some of it away. I mean, we make yeah. some stuff. It's just not very good. Just cut it and leave it on the floor. You know, we were, uh, when Emily was on my uh, uh, podcast the other day, we were doing facts about, um, you know, we were doing a story behind kind of thing. And I had found all these facts about the, mo the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. And there was like 200 times more the film that they took than that they used. Something like wow. that. Some, some kind of ridiculous number. That's probably too high. But way more film. Maybe it was 20 times. Uh, way more film than they ever used. Imagine if, if they had tried to jam that all in the movie. Like, I mean, it was already long and boring. But, um, you know, one of those things, like, some of the stuff just should never make it. And you're going to have no. some gems in the live stuff. You're going to have some gems in the post-show maybe or in the pre-show. But, man, just don't be afraid to let cut some stuff loose and go. We, you don't have to take everything. Yeah. The, uh, the Messengers documentary, I was amazed – at how much they shot just when they came to interview me. And that's why they said they have terabytes of, of footage to go through. And the guy that's editing is talking about me not getting any sleep. He's going to bed at like four in the morning and getting up at seven. He's just burning it. Like nobody's burning it. And he said, it's interesting. He says, because I've watched it so much. He goes, I kind of know who said what, when he goes, but I still have to go find it. And he goes, that was half of the process was documenting, documenting, the documentation of it's, it's just this whole thing, but there's a ton of it that's going to end up on the floor. But the good news is when you take all the good stuff, I'm doing a thing. I don't know if it's going to make it into this week's episode, because again, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really starting to stress out a, a smidge. Um, I'm doing a podcast, an episode about local podcasting. And I've interviewed three people now about that do local podcasts and one that does a podcast about local podcasting. And I've got one more tonight. I'm going to talk from Lee uh, from uh, Ramsbottom and that's over in the UK. And I love that city just because I love saying Ramsbottom. I just, I want to know the history of the name Ramsbottom. Like who said, I know let's name it Ramsbottom. Uh, but it's exactly how it happened too. That was it. Yeah. And my whole point is I, I know some of that stuff is going to go on the floor. And that's the other thing is that would be out this Monday and I'm, I'm, testing and retesting PodFest stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Don't get crazy. Let's do that, you know, maybe two or three weeks from now and give me a chance to go through and do exactly what I just talked about, where you go through and you find your best answers and then figure out a story to put them together. But NPR style podcasts just take insane amounts of time. And so that may not be this week, which is fun, which is why it's always good to have one in the can, which I don't. So I might do one on WordPress security because I've been uh, researching that a bit and the fact that you really, really, really need to keep WordPress secure or you're, you're really just, it's like being in a boxing ring and putting your hands down. Yeah. Well, well, Corey from IVMV, he, he, and the, the latest yeah. uh, podcasters group therapy, um, 
he talked about the and I think he talked about that on your show too, didn't he? Didn't he come yeah, on? He did, he did it because of my podcast story because his uh, his audience came in and gave him. They paid for it. him and his spouse, and I think even his kids are going to Arizona for the Cubs preseason. Uh, so down to Arizona. I think that's this weekend, or it's coming up. Some some yeah, yeah, But he plus one of his uh, his audience fixed his website because he got completely hacked to the point where his um, his hosting provider just kicked him off and said, you are so bad that we don't even want you on our platform. And uh, yeah, it was, it was one of those things too, that if you find yourself getting hacked, you have to fix that. It's not one of those things like, oh, I'll get to it eventually because what happened with Corey is his feed went invalid and iTunes yanked him out. And it is not easy to get back into iTunes once you get kicked out. It's a lot of back and forth via email and it's just not pretty. If there's one thing, if you're on WordPress and there's one thing you pay for, you should pay for backup. I mean, if it, and there's, there's some free options out there, but you definitely, uh, and there are some plugins that will move it to your Dropbox or to another location or whatever. You should definitely be getting your stuff backed up and not backed up like yesterday, like backed up, like you need yesterday and you need last weekend. And then you need last month. Yeah. And then you need six months ago and you might need a year ago. And because you never know when you're going to get infected from that standpoint. And so if you get those differentials, you know, full and then the, the, the proper differentials, um, you're, you could be in really good shape if someone has to restore your site or to help you restore your site. If you don't have those backups, of course, you can't do anything. So that's one of those areas. We've talked about this before, but it, that's one of those areas, man, I, you got to take seriously because if your site gets corrupted or it gets hacked or it goes down and you don't have solid backups in place, Man, you are just screwed. And you can recreate it. I mean, there's you can go out, use the Wayback Machine, yeah. you know, do some other things. But you got to ask the question, like, if I had to recreate this, I have 300 um, episodes. Well, I have more than that. I probably have 500 right. episodes on my website. That thing went away. You know, yikes, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, backup super important. That You got to figure that out. As a, as, I mean, you got yeah, you got to keep your... WordPress plugins up to date. You got to figure that out how to do that. Keep check that on a regular basis. Every time I post a new post day, which is about once a week, I check the plugin section, update everything, make sure I'm on the latest stuff, but you got to get backups done. Yeah. It's uh, when I used to kind of teach that kind of stuff and people would say, well, how often should I back things up? And my answer was, how much do you want to retype? I mean, that's basically <laughs> the, right. the bottom line of it. What's your traffic, right? I think that's a good. Yeah. Um, that's a good. Uh, so Joe asks, he needs a backup recommendation. I am sure amongst the podcasters in this group, there are different ways of yeah. doing well, it. I, I know Mike Howard is using Updraft. I've heard a lot of good things about that. WordFence I have on my websites as well. I love Managed WP, but that's here's something you got to be careful with too. Like I love managed WP and that might, that would work if you have one website. It really works for me because I log in and I see, I think I'm up to nine different websites that I'm now monitoring through that. And I can log in and I can see where, let's say Yoast, the Yoast plugin needs updated on all nine websites. I can click a button and boom, it updates all my plugins on all nine websites. So that works for me, but you got to be realized sometimes that when somebody gives a recommendation that you need to look at, like that's why I always exp- I always try to explain things like this is why it works for me. And if you're just doing one website, then maybe a, a single plugin might be the way to go. Uh, Manage WP is free, but you only get a monthly backup for free. And if you want a daily backup, which I think they keep three months of, 
it's like $2 a month, which to me is, you know, that's, that's a Mountain Dew that I don't drink anymore. Um, but I say that because I've, I've, we're finding one well, here. We'll just, uh, um, I like Cliff Ravenscraft, but he, he recommends the way things he did it. And that works for Cliff, but it doesn't make sense in some cases for everybody. He's a big fan of feed burner and using file for download. And I, I'm just, as somebody who works for Libsyn, I, on a weekly basis now, am having somebody saying, you mean I have to go back and change all of my titles? Uh-huh. And you have to copy and paste your summary? Uh-huh. And it's just like, oh. So I'm actually, that's another thing that's going to happen when I come back from uh, um, PodFest is I'm going to make a video saying, here's what you're missing by following this thing. And I also want to send an email to Cliff. So I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bash the guy, but I'm just like, dude, can I, you know, this is, this is why I'm just going to provide him the facts. Here's what you're missing by promoting this. And I'm going to point this out, but I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to make a video that bashes him. I'm just yeah. going to say, yeah, kind of thing. No, maybe just a little misguided. We got a couple of questions in the chat room. Spencer sure. earlier had asked, um, looking at the giant squid uh, lab mics, I don't know which one is best for using to interview folks in a potentially noisy environment. I'm leaning towards the, you know, the stereo mics over the omnidirectional. What do you think? Uh, I think they're all omnidirectional. Most of them are, right? You're going to go lav. Yeah, yeah, I, I go lav. I mean, this is it. And this is the only thing I hate about it is they give you lots of cable. They get kind of tricky. But here's the thing. Anytime you record anything in a noisy environment, you're going to get some noise. And so these are meant to pick up, you know, basically, uh, what's what's the word here? I'm trying to, it's not cardoid. It's the, there's omnidirectional, there's whatever. But it's going to pick up noise. So anytime I do an, an interview from someplace that is, you know, on the floor of such and such, I, that's the first thing out of my mouth. I'm interviewing Jim here on the floor of podcast movement. We're here on day three. We're going to talk about such and such. And when people hear the background noise, I think they give you a pass on that. You know, if, if they expect you to have a quiet studio because you're in, you know, we're on Fifth Avenue in, uh, you know, Smith, just explain. I think if it's interesting, they'll give you a pass, you know, yeah. for sure. And don't make it too long, right? Keep, yeah. keep, keep that short. Dave, these 2100s. They're great for those kind of environments. I mean, I do conferences. I'm going to do one here in March. And I take them to the table and we, yeah, we get them close. And I, and they, they work great. And you hear, yes, you hear a little bit of background noise, but they're durable. You can, you can get right up on them. They don't pick up as much. I mean, it, it's, it's, um, I've had some really noisy situations. We were podcasting out on the, on the, uh, the convention center floor and, there, a big group came in and they were going to a room that was right behind us. And they literally came around the booth, like a hundred came around and they were smoking and joking and punching each other and making noise and all that other kind of stuff. And we got very little of it and you could, yes, you could hear it, but for the guest that was right up on them, these things are, are pretty good. So you can't, you can't sit, you know, you can't sit a mile away. It's not going to work. You got to get right up on them, but 2100 is great mic for that kind of stuff. Here's the one thing I've never tested with the 2100 because mine's always in a stand and a shock mount. I don't know what the the handling noise would be on one of these because I'm I'm thinking of taking this. You don't want to handle it. You yeah, don't okay. Because no. I, I was going to take it down to Florida with me, plug it into my H5 and just do the Bob Barker to people. Yeah. Um, and I was yeah. like, I bet that's not a good idea. Uh, it's You hear a lot on this on this piece right here, if you're handling it, it just, yeah. these things make a lot of noise right there. I hear that when we have interviews at Gallup and these are the mics that we use exclusively and there, everybody wants to touch that mic. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to write on there in a Sharpie. Don't touch me. 
and they're, you know, they're talking and they're moving it around. And of course we hear all that stuff. And so I wouldn't recommend using it unless you're going to put some kind of dampener on it to hold it. But it does make a, I mean, it does, I, we put it in the, I actually use the cheap tripods that come with it in the, yeah. you know, in the, in the, in the case. And man, they've, they've survived a couple of years worth of that kind of use. So even though we've bashed them as being cheap, they're not too bad. The little plastic ones that come in the kit. Yeah, so, I actually thought of taking this cause this is a little shock mount for yeah, it yeah. and then leaving the screen off and just putting a clown nose on it, the little foam thingy yeah. uh, to go that route. I might, you know, I'm, I'll probably test that today. Cause if I am doing that, I need to go to guitar center and get like a three foot cord. I don't want to bring a 10 foot, 20 foot cord. That's always great. Cause you just trip over it. Yeah. Uh, and I might try that. And then I just might, I think somewhere I have the little foam thing to put over the H5 and just know that it's going to pick up background noise and, and, and deal with it. A little yeah. bit. Daniel says he puts tape on his 2100 and I guess electrical tape or, you know, some, you could, you could tape that thing up and that would, that would, if you used black electrical or like um, bike, you know, the bike handle tape, that would change that surface for you a little bit and make it, um, make it a little bit better to use. So there's, there's an option. Give that a try. Kim asked a question. Does the Hindenburg journalist that she just paid for, we talked about that uh, last week, they had a sale it was $1.90. Does that charge for recording Skype? Yes, it does. There are a couple premium features, and I know the two. There's probably more. I know there is a thing where you can suck in audio, and it will dissect its equalization settings, and then you can apply those settings to your voice. So in theory, I could record myself on a high LPR 40 and then apply those settings to the ATR 2100, and it would more or less try to make me sound the same. Uh, That feature is somewhat limited, in the $95 version, you can't record Skype on the $95 version. And you also don't have noise reduction, which is one of my favorite features of uh Hindenburg journalist. Now with that said, it's still a great piece of software, especially for uh two bucks. Uh, now it's up, it's back up to $95, whatever it is, but that's uh, but that's the big three that I know of that aren't in the, um, aren't in the paid version. I know last week it was interesting because you can record Skype and we were doing the, uh, the school of podcasting, uh, what we call office hours. It's just live group coaching. You come in it's kind of like ask the podcast coach for the school of podcasting. And I fired up Hindenburg journalist and I was able to, one of the things you can tell it to listen to, and I'm not sure, I think this is in the $95 version, but I don't think you can switch it like I did. And that is, you can tell it to listen to other applications. So let's say you want to, I don't know, borrow, you're going to borrow some audio from YouTube. You could tell it to listen to other applications, hit record and hit YouTube, and it would record what's off of YouTube. It's just a doggone shame that that would be kind of illegal, but you could do that. And what I was able to do was say, listen to other applications. And it was listening to the Zoom meeting that we had going on. And then I told it on channel two, listen to my microphone because I, I my microphone is not coming out of my computer. It was going into it. So I actually had the Zoom on channel one and I had me on channel two. So if you're not using Skype, let's say you're using ClearFeed or Zencaster or whatever you're doing and you want a backup recording, if you have the pro version, you can tell it, listen to other applications, whatever that is, and then you can set your mic on channel two and you then get both uh, versions of that call in its own little track. But the paid version is over, I think it's 305. It's, 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 you know. Did you see an uptick in your questions about Hindenburg because I did because it was free? Yeah, so basically free. Yeah, right. Might as well have been. Yeah, but, yeah. I wonder how much money they raised. I wonder how much money they raised that day. 
That's a good question. But it's uh it's it's slowly becoming my my uh podcast of choice. And what it is is because of my podcast, I had somebody send me this, the Sony audio mastering suite. And uh what's interesting is I've had this for ages and I finally installed it. And it was interesting. I had no idea. Sony sold off their so- their software to some company called Magix, M-A-G-I-X. So I had to go through and kind of do this weird hop, skip, and jump to get it registered. But they have uh, one of their plugins is this thing called Voice Nectar. And it's really pretty cool. And, of course, it's a VST plugin. So now I can do that in Hindenburg, which almost isn't quite the same. But there are some other plugins I'm going to put in. And if I can get the same kind of effect that I do in Audition, I will go through and, because I thought about this, the reason I have Audition is number one, to keep my chops up on it, but also to make tutorials and things like that. Well, I've made my tutorials. There are a couple more I want to make for Audition for the School of Podcasting. But once those are done, I can cancel that subscription for me, again, for me, and then use Hindenburg. And then if something comes out new in Audition, I just go back, resubscribe for a month, make my tutorial, get used to it, and then kill it. I'm not, I'm for whatever reason that's, I'm like some people, I don't completely hate renting software, but the thing I kind of hate about it is because the the cool thing is when they come out with an update, I don't have to download it and reinstall it. It just, that part kind of happens on its own. The bad news is when, when new updates don't come out a lot, which is kind of good because then you'd have to, you'd have this huge learning curve going on all the time. It's kind of like, what am I paying $20 a month for again? But that is the the way it is these days. You just rent it. So um, I know somebody asked, why aren't we using the uh, the Google Hangout chat? Uh, I think we we hit that, but it's they don't allow uh, links, and we love our links in our chat room. So uh, that's always kind of handy. Hey, let's let's go back and uh, I put out a poll earlier about uh, how many pe- how many episodes do you listen to a week. And we had uh, nine people. Uh, that's the only thing. If you missed that, because that chat room scrolls, I, I like your idea of maybe Jim coming up with it, putting in the sidebar yeah. for that episode. So if we have those ahead of time, maybe we'll do that. And uh, coming in at number one with 44% of the vote is five to 10 episodes a week, which is kind of normal. If I remember right, the Edison research said most people listen to six episodes a week. Uh, coming in at number two, is um, one to five at 22%. And then we have a, a split with, at 11% for 10 to 15, 15 to 20. And then there are some people here that are doing 20 plus. That's a whole lot of podcasts. But I guess if you drove a lot. Yeah, if you're, if you got the time or you can, I can't listen to podcasts when I work out. It makes me angry. Like, <laughs> it, I, like I'm trying to work out and listen and, and um, you know, learn. And I just can't, I can't do it that way. Um, so, but some people can, they're, they're walking or walking the dogs. We're trying to get our audience. Like, so our audience on um, called the coach or theme Thursday, they do a gallop. They're very new to podcasting. And so we're actually kind of teaching them how to do it. And Dave, I'm always surprised at the number of people who say they discovered listening to podcasts because we kind of taught them how to do it. Uh, with our audience. And so more and more I get notes, you know, oh, now I'm listening to three podcasts a week and you got me started on it type deal. So don't underestimate that based on your audience. Don't, you may need to do some things. We remind them, you know, you can listen to these on a car and a train and a plane, one of those kinds of things, these little quippy little things to get them thinking about how do they recapture all that time. You may need, you might need to educate your audience on it. 
Yeah. And, and I think as more and more people just like Jimmy Fallon did a thing again where he did tonight show podcasts and they're all fake podcasts and they're yeah. super thing like that. But again, the more people just use that word, like, Oh yeah, you know what a podcast is. More and more people are going to eventually go, what are these things? And slowly, uh, slowly trickle in. The one thing I've noticed, um, I don't know if Mike's in the room. Is Mike Dell here this week? I don't know. No, I don't see him. But I'm really starting to see people at Libsyn who are joining, who are, and I want to say this, um, respect. they're not geeks. Mm-hmm. right? These are people that are coming in with like, you know, ground zero knowledge of podcasting, but they want to start one, which is cool. And my whole point of that is why is that cool? Because if we get the the ground zero people that don't know anything about audio um, or, or things of that nature, then they're, if birds of a feather flock together, then those people are going to bring in those people who have never listened to a podcast. And that was just like, okay, cool. This would be great. The other thing I love is it's, it's job security for, for me, but they're, they're coming in and they just, you know, their artwork is they're they're little, you know, they're, they're bringing artwork that doesn't meet specs and things like that. It's tough though. Cause we set a pretty high bar. A lot of the, you know, the, a lot of podcasters, a lot of the really good ones have set a high bar. The work they're probably doing is probably would have been pretty good about three, four, five years ago, but the, the bar is raised so high when we think about artwork and content and quality of uh, sound quality. So I think it's harder, Dave, to break in now. I think it's as hard as it's, it's, it, this is the hardest it's ever been to start a new podcast right now. Just you start it, you put it into the sea of listeners. You know, it's such a wash. There's so many people out there. And I see in the Facebook groups all the time, I've got 60 listeners. You know, how do I get more? And, um, and I think, you know, if, when you start a podcast today, if you're not already a part of a network, if you're not doing something with someone else, I mean, I've, I've had the advantage of inheriting listeners from other podcasts. I was on a podcast. I got a couple thousand downloads every week when I launched home gadget geeks. And so hundreds came over to listen to that one as well. You know, so I, I advantage, we had a built-in at Gallup. We had a built-in audience. I had a very engaged built-in audience when I got started. And yeah, when we first kicked off the podcast, they were a couple hundred. Now they're, you know, they're doing thousands. And, um, and so it, wow. it you know, you, you get, but it, it's take time. I, I was just going through uh, some of our call to coach stuff and, we have never listed season or episode numbers. We've never, from the very beginning, we never did that. There was never, I don't know why, I just never numbered the episodes. And okay. the, co- the coaches were like, hey, you know, it'd be really helpful to go back and find episodes if we had some kind of numbering system that we could search on. I'm like, well, I do this for every other podcast I'm on. This one, I just never did for whatever reason. So I went back and I realized we're on season five if we count seasons by years. Right. I'm like, holy crap, I've been doing this for four and a half years already on this this work podcast that that I thought, you know, you always kind of think, oh, I don't know, I started it two or three years ago. No, you started it four and a half years ago. And we've seen those numbers move nicely, right? Now, that's still a podcast we've done for four and a half years. And I bet our download numbers are maybe 500, 5, 550 from subscribers for, wow. on average, right? But it's a hyper niche. It's super niche. These are strengths coaches. I mean, and not just coaches, but strengths coaches and not just strengths coaches, but Clifton strengths coaches. So you got to kind of, you know, I'm, Hey, I tell executives all the time, I'm reaching 500 of the most engaged customers we have. And they actually do, they actually do things. Right. So it's super important to remember. It's always interesting when, uh, like I just went back, this is episode number 160. 
of Ask the Podcast Coach. You know, we've been we started this yeah. back in 2014. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that is, and, you know what? They just it's they, you just do them one week at a time, right? You just keep kind of just doing it. Yeah. So and 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 here's how much uh, effort it was put into finding my co-host. Uh, Jim asked sent me an email that said. You look like you might need a co-host. Uh, sometimes you're you're kind of I forget exactly what you said, but it was kind of like, you know, would you be interested in having a co-host? I'm like, I've never had one of those. Let's try that, and that was it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Well, you were in trying mode, right? It was Saturday yeah. mornings. You were trying things out. I caught you live. We jumped in, and I said, Hey, if you want to do this on a regular basis, let me know. Saturday mornings usually work pretty well for me. Um, although when we started this, I what? Well, maybe I was doing the high school thing at that time, but. Yeah, I just said, "Hey, you want to do this?" And you said yes, and we're 160 episodes in. I'm. Uh, I I whipped up a new poll, um, and this is something again. We talked. I talked about how people are coming in, really with with no background in in audio or speaking, or they're they're just they've got a passion and they want to put out a podcast. So this question is on a scale from one to ten. How overwhelming was learning audio editing with 10 being mind blowing and one being super easy. So if you follow that link, uh, you can go over and do that because I had a a guy I was talking to this week and he was really worried. He was like, he goes, you know, and what was interesting is he works in video. He uses final cut. And I'm like, Oh good. You're already doing things on a timeline. I said, and you probably know how to, you know, uh, cut a, a, a video into pieces and sections and copy and paste. I said, it's really not that hard, but it, I had to think about that. Cause again, it seems to be my theme today. Think about the, consider the source. Cause for me, audio editing wasn't that bad because a, at the time, my job was learning software on a regular basis. They're like, here, learn QuickBooks and teach it in three weeks here, learn, you know, whatever and teach it in three. So I was constantly learning. So learning new software was not a big deal for me. Um, and then my background in music I already knew microphones and mixers and things like that. Um, so it really wasn't that hard to learn some new software on how to record myself and then plug in a mixer. And, and so for me, I can go, Oh, it's a piece of cake. Well, that's easy for me to say I had a background in, in audio and software. So I've always wondered about that. If when somebody comes into it, cause I know in audacity, especially, I mean, even with my background, when I clicked on the effects menu in audacity, nice. I, I was like, first of oh all, I God. thought who designed this thing. <laughs> Have you ever thought of maybe throwing in a sub menu as opposed to one menu that was, you know, four feet tall. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, so I've always wondered about that. So that's, that's another poll we're, we're doing here. I do. Uh, I do love Dave, the exactness of audio, like video is so messy to, to edit. You, there's just not much you can do. Right. I mean, and, and it's, it's, you've got the rendering times and some of those things that are more complicated and that's been made easier by faster processors, but it's still really, really difficult. On the audio side, though, you can get really specific when of changing a sentence or changing a tone or or squishing things down or taking out breathing or and and I mean you can really change the tone of a podcast just by making some simple edits and some very specific edits. And so I just I think the power, I still think the power's in the audio. I mean, video's great and YouTube's doing great stuff, and I get all that. I just don't think it's as intimate as as it when you're in somebody's ears in an ear, you know, as they're traveling. I, That's it, it. I think just, I think audio is still king from that standpoint. And so those audio edits are pretty important. Well, and this is where, you know, finding somebody who's been doing it a little bit sometimes can save you some headaches because his idea was 
to record into a Zoom and do the video, then bring in the audio, the better audio than the one on the camera, sync it to that. Then he's like, now, how do I edit the audio? And I'm like, well, if you're doing a video, you can't edit the audio. You have to edit the video because if you edit the audio and then bring it into your video, it's going to look like a bad Godzilla movie. Well, you I can't think, sync it up. I mean, you yeah. it's a lot of work, but yeah. you can get in there in Final Cut or uh, Premiere yeah. Pro, whatever. You can move that around and get those synced. But man, that is, I mean, good yeah. heavens. I said, I said, I, I said, if it was me, I would bring it in. And I said, and he's like, well, the story might be better in audio anyway. I said, well, then, you know, take your audio, put it in, sync it up, export the the video that has all everything in it. I said, then take the audio. And edit it down to what you really wanted. I said, because depending on, and his whole thing was, I don't have a whole lot of time. I'm like, then I said, number one, does it have to be video? And he really wants to create a YouTube channel. I'm like, okay, well then do your YouTube channel too. I said, but just realize video is, it's a whole lot more work. I said, and, and, you know, it's, it's, I said, because I, I, I found that where I do editing and um, if I make a mistake at the very beginning when I'm, you know, if, if I'm, uh, if I got music going on uh, and all of a sudden I want to edit it out and I've got this stuff going on and I cut out an um, well, then the music sounds really hokey behind the scenes because all of a sudden it you skip three beats. So stuff like that, you don't think about that. Oh, yeah, this is going to be in sync with that. And um, so well, I, I think it's why it's better to put your music in post-production. Yeah, you, you get more options that way. Don't don't try and mix that stuff in live. Oh, we do here, but. Don't try and mix because it's a one-take wonder here. We don't care, right? You're not going to edit this for the most part. You're not going to edit. When we were taking callers and stuff and we were, you know, it was hard to get them in. I, you edited all that out. But um, I, I like, I mean, if in that workflow, I like bringing it in and doing the video first. And I think you said this. Do the video first and then throw that into Audacity or whatever and strip out the audio and then make some minor edits. And then that's your audio. Don't, don't, double, don't double work it. Get your video as close as, to it as you can and then make the audio edits after that in the audio only version. So it's kind of what I do now. I, I used to do them separately and I'm like, why am I doing that? And why am I editing the video and the audio separately? It just takes twice as long. So I do the video first, then strip that audio out and edit that audio second, if I'm going to do it. Hey, I want to, uh, we'll, we'll call time on our, our new poll here. Um, so it looks like we had a tie on a scale from one to 10, 10 being mind boggling and one being super, nobody said it was super easy. And I don't know how you would, we have a tie between three and seven. So apparently it was either not super hard or seven is, is I'm not sure how to, Hmm. Well, I'd say half the people, yeah, uh, half the people got into it and it was mildly difficult but they got it. And the other half found it very difficult, but they got it. Yeah. Which I think again, maybe goes back to what your background is maybe a little bit. So it's hard to say, you know, if somebody says, is this going to be super hard? What's your background? I guess would be my follow up question to that. Cause it's, uh, it's hard to say. It, yep. Oh, go ahead. Well, the other thing I, I uh, a topic I thought we could talk about today before we switch. Hold on. Okay. One sec. So Emily says another thing about editing is it gets easier when you've edited, when you start with editing in mind, I added the word start. Mm -hmm. um, like starting over when you make a mistake, you can say it over again rather than just trying to make it work in post. Uh, I have that mindset in real life now where I'll make a mistake and start a sentence all over again drives my husband nuts. No, that's true. I mean, you are an editor's friend when you go, oh, uh, let me just start, I'm going to start that over. And you give them an audible break when you start the sentence over again. 
And, um, and so that's beautiful. I, I work with um, Frank Newport at Gallup, who's our Gallup editor in chief. And he's an old radio uh, video TV guy. And so he is so good at that. Like he just, he keeps his tones consistent. He keeps his, you know, he's clean on his sentences. He never says, uh, part of it's a lot of practice, but those edits like that, he just, he's able to stop. He goes back, gives it a break, starts over again. If you do that in your own audio, you will thank yourself. And Dave, you probably do some of that when you're recording. Yeah, I do a thing. Now notice I'm, I'm talking slower now. I'm thinking about the words I'm saying, but what I do, especially with interviews that I'm horrible at, and I just did one with David Hooper for Pro Coach, where I was the interviewee, and he does the same thing I do, which is where I'm going to ask Jim a question about how often he skis. So in my head, I go, so Jim, I, I see you have skis in the background, and you know, is is are you more of an amateur, or do you consider yourself a pro? Well, I mean, like, how often do you ski? That's the question I want to get to, but I went through this weird thing. I will cut out all the, well, and how long do you ski? I will cut that out. Well, what, and Dave does the same thing because he had an idea where we wanted to go, but we were just having a conversation. And so he would do a thing like, well, with podcasting is the key. And then he'd come out with a question and he goes, hold on a second. Cause now he knows where he wants to go. And he'd just go back and he'd pause for five seconds. And then he'd say his question. We just kept going on and it was awesome. And I was like, Oh, I'm glad to see I'm not the only one that does that. And I need to start doing that in the future where I, where I listen to myself do that and say, hold on a second, I'm going to do that again. And then, cause you will save yourself. Literally you will cut your editing time by 30% easy. If you give yourself five seconds now, just for giggles, let's give ourselves five seconds. So we know what that sounds like. So it's not that long, but if you look at the wave file, it looks like there's nothing going on for a week in the middle of your audio file. And it's so easy to go there and say what was going on. And you go back a little bit and you can hear yourself go and, and drive into the wall, cut that out, get rid of the space and boom, you're up and going. I uh, used to do a podcast for a company where I read their blog and it was horrendous in between you and me. Um, it wasn't bad. It was great content. The horrendous part was taking something that was very much written for to be read and put it into a format where it sounded like I was talking about it. And so I was always tripping over words because this person didn't write like I talk and I don't talk like they write. And I was constantly just, okay, let's pause for 10 seconds, go back, do it again. And it really sped up the whole editing thing. So there's, there's some tricks too, when you're asking questions, uh, there's two, uh, a lot of people make two mistakes when they're asking questions. One, they repeat the question three or four times when they're doing it. So you ask the question and then you're like, so what I really mean is then you ask it again and then you're like, and they're about to answer it. And then you ask it again, right? Lots of people do that. Like ask the question and get the hell out of the way. That's for, for most podcasters. It's just a huge problem. Now we don't, when we're in the midst of it, we don't, we don't know we're doing it, but so that's problem. Number one, problem number two is we ask the question. Then we give the answer for the, the, the guest and then ask the question again. And you've given away, like all the you've, you've given away your 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 um, you know the 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 guest's mojo. So I always tell people just ask the damn question, get out of the way, like stop stop asking it again. I've been listening to uh, my worst interview ever podcast with uh, Tim from Ringer, and I just listened to the uh, podcasting four as an F O R, not F O U R. It's from this guy out of the Brits. He's a British guy, but he's got 18 years in like radio and TV. 
And I've heard so many interviews now where people talk about interviewing and they all say the exact same thing. The key to a great interview is to ask the question, shut up and listen and take notes because they'll, and I, I did it this week when I was interviewing some folks and I've got my, my notes here that, um, you know, you can see here, zoom H4. He has an as den TCYOD. You know, yeah, I just, I've got the just, same thing on my desk, by yeah, the way. And, right? and the, re- the reason it's paper notes is because it doesn't sound like notes then. Um, so that's uh so it is, and it's, for me, it's, it's kind of fun. A lot of times one of the stuff that gets cut out is somebody will say something and it inspires a story from Dave. And in the end, if it's, if Dave's story just reinforces what that guy said, Dave goes to the, the editing floor, but it's my way of having a conversation uh, with that. But it is, that's really one of the keys. And um, we mentioned Emily and I was listening to her on uh, worst podcast ever. And I did not know that Emily had a background in journalism. And I was like, oh, snap. And this is why my point, because uh, I contacted Emily's coming on the show eventually on the school podcast. We'll have to figure that out. And uh, she said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be on Better Podcasting. Now, there's a part of me, right, that kind of goes, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. so now she's going to get like, but don't assume that your audience listens to every other podcast about your genre. And plus, the cool thing is, if she's on that podcast first, I can hear what 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 goodies she brings, accent the goodies, and then go someplace where maybe they didn't. So, if somebody else, if another guest is on somebody else's show, don't take that as a oh crap, now I can't interview them because they were on their show. Because I think we all assume that everybody listens to everybody else's show, and we just heard that most of us are listening to six episodes a week, which means we're not listening to everybody else's show. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a good point, Um, especially when you're going after those guests. And, you know, Dave, I like to find the obscure ones. Give some people a chance who, you know, who haven't been on somebody's program. Find somebody interesting that isn't a part of the establishment already, if you can. You know, they might be not as famous. I, I saw this post in the Facebook group, you know. Hey, I just had John, I'm having John Lee Dumas on my, you know, on my podcast. And and I know we think that's actually going to do something. And I just, I don't, especially with him, I just don't think it does. <laughs> he is, I don't think he talks about it. I don't think he might promote you on a site among the wash of thousands of other things that are going on with John Lee Dumas. Listen, guests are out to promote themselves. And yeah. in and, 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 and a lot of cases, they're not necessarily going to do what you're hoping they're going to do. Now, then maybe they can. In some cases, I bet I'm wrong. In some, you know, in some instances, I bet I'm wrong about that. But I just don't, I bring, I've said this before, bring the guests on because they're interesting for your audience. And don't worry about the self-promotion stuff. It's just, I think more, uh, more times than not, we're disappointed. We're left disappointed. Well, there's a podcast called Should I Start a Podcast? It's by a guy out of uh, Australia. He does a Australia podcasting event. And he was interviewing somebody and the guy said the big word when you're trying to get a guest, because he was talking about using Twitter and some other things. He says, the big word is because he says, you have to explain to people, why do you want them on the show? And he said, it's this guy does a show about writers that write about edgy stuff. Like he, he interviewed a guy that was a gay Muslim author, which if you think about that, that those are two things that don't normally go together. And he was openly gay Muslim. So that's one of those, it's like putting a bullseye on your back. And um, 
he just went out to him and said, Hey, I, I heard about you and you're an author and I interview authors and I like people that kind of walk on the edge. And because you are a, an openly gay Muslim, I think you would be a great guest for my show. Here's my show, blah, blah, blah. And here's what we talk about. And then he's able to summarize his show in about two sentences. And he says, half the time, if you just give somebody a reason, like, here's why I think you're a good guest. He goes, they'll come on. He goes, he goes, rarely do I have to, quote numbers or things like that. He goes, depending on the guest, sometimes I feel like he's, he has to, he goes, but many times I don't even ask. It's just like, Oh yeah, I, I would love to promote my book. And you know, even if it's only, you know, 20 people or whoever you have, he said, don't forget to ask why he goes, cause you're asking somebody for their time. And when they can see, Oh, this is a good fit. And he goes, and of course it's a good fit. Why else would you be asking them on your show? He goes nine times out of 10, they'll come on your show. Then he goes, and the other thing he does, he says, um, he will occasionally politely just nudge them like two weeks after he asked if he didn't hear anything back. And he says, oh, by the way, I never heard back on this, you know, and just, you know, he says, I don't copy and paste the same email. He goes, cause that looks very, I don't know, just copy and pasty. And um, he says, I just, this is why I think you'd be a great fit. Would love to hear, you know, and, or if this isn't a good time, do you know when? He goes, because sometimes they'll be like, I'm not available right now, but I would be in six months. He goes, and then I just put a thing on my calendar to contact them back in, in six months. And he goes, and he goes out again. And I've seen this happen. When you do what you say you're going to do, people think it's phenomenal. Like, wow, I'll, okay, I'll good. I'll, I'll email you back in six months. And then in six months, you go, hey, remember six months ago when you said it was, to contact, it's six months. And they go, oh, wow, cool. Hey, thanks. And that just gives you a... Uh, a level of dependability because what well, you did, what you said you were going to do, which sounds kind of bizarre. I, I was just chatting with some of our internal folks at Gallup and, and one of the executives said, you know, Hey, this system works as well as it does with the, what Jim has created from a communication standpoint, because he is consistent in what he does. And that doesn't mean it's every week, but we communicate. We like to communicate. Here's what's coming up. Here's what we're going to do. You know, we have very clear schedules. We use Eventbrite to, Post all of our podcasts. By the way, how many how many podcasters are actually using an event scheduling piece of software to get a yeah. an event made? Like Eventbrite's a great way to get it on people's calendars. For us, that's super important for our audience to get on their calendars. How many times have you signed up for a webinar or a webcast, and then you forget about it because it's not on your calendar? Right? Yeah. You had all great intentions to go listen to it. Every every single one of our webcasts has a calendar event assigned to it. Little, and they don't even have to sign up for it. Uh, Eventbrite automatically makes a calendar invite for your podcast as soon as you post it on there. And so for people who want to have a reminder uh, to add it to their calendar, they can get it right off Eventbrite. So that's a trick we have done with our audience. Again, it may not be appropriate for every audience, but using a scheduling piece of software to allow our customers to put it on their calendar, super important. Yeah, I do that all the time. I get stuff for and a lot of times I don't go to the webinar anyway, uh, but I'll put it on my calendar. And then it's like, because a lot of times I'm doing tickets, you know, it lips and I'm like, oh, I'll put it on the background. It's like, no, that's not going to work. Uh, well, it, it depends, right? In a business sense, in a, in a business case, lots of people are used to that. And if it's during the day, they'll put it on the calendar and they'll show up. You know, we have 300 people show up to our live stuff. And I know a lot of it is because they put wow. it on their calendar. Yeah. And a lot of times what I sign up for those is I know ahead of time, I'm not going to show up, but nine times out of 10, there's a replay. And then I'll go watch the replay on my own time. But I, I was surprised, you know, we, we record everything. 
And I was surprised how many of our customers didn't. They're like, oh, I'm going to miss the time because there's something more important. And as a podcaster, that's the last thing you want to hear. You know, you want to think your stuff is the most important, but (laughs) I can't make it. You know, are you going to record it? Yeah, of course. We record everything. And I just had to repeat that over and over and over. And so that gets a little frustrating. But, but, you know, yeah, in a lot of cases, you're going to record it. They can come back to the recording. I actually, Dave, I split for Gallup, we split our live channel and our YouTube channel. So we have a channel that's just the finished product that all that stuff goes to. And if people want to subscribe to the finished content, they can subscribe to our Gallup Strength Center channel. And then I have a Gallup Webcasts live channel, and it's all the unedited stuff. So that those are very separate channels because there are people who don't want to mess with the the unedited you know, the, the, like what we're creating today, right? And it allows me to say, hey, if you want to get the stuff first thing, like before, don't wait two weeks, subscribe to our live channel and that's where you can get it. And if you want the edited stuff, the pro stuff, head over to the, you know, to this channel. And so it, and I've done that for both at Gallup and I've done that for my for my podcast where I have a live channel and I have a dedicated channel to the to the edited stuff. And that's really worked well for me to split those up. Absolutely. That's because uh, then you can focus on the different people, give them what they need, give them what they want. It's a little yeah. bit more work for us, but sometimes, you know, they want it that way. And, um, you know, the, the, the scary thing is it's never more scary when then you ask for feedback from your audience and they actually give it to you because sometimes you can't do what they want you to do, you know, or you lay something out and you're like, oh, this is great. This is the best thing ever. We just released a new homepage for the Gallup Strength Center this weekend. And I'm sure those guys that did it thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And it by, oh, three hours into it, I was starting to get this feedback on Facebook. Like, oh, you spelled that part wrong. And, oh, this doesn't really make sense. And, hey, you left this part out. You know, you're like, oh, so be careful. If you ask for feedback, they're going to give it to you. Yeah. Hey, I want to take a quick second to say thanks to Gabriel Morrill. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name from podcastingpress.com. Stargate Pioneer from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Glenn the Geek from horseradionetwork.com. They are our uh, top supporters here. We give everybody's name on the beginning of the month, but if you want to become an awesome supporter, I know Barb chimmed. Barb joined last week for a buck. God bless Barb. That was awesome. And uh, you can become a supporter. Help keep the lights on here because otherwise it looks really, I look red and, and gray here. Uh, but uh, helps keep the lights on here to Ask the Podcast Coach. And uh, thank you to all of our supporters. Just go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, Daniel J. Lewis, um, new, new father, Daniel J. Lewis, is uh, completely geeking out about managed WP. I, I was talking about that earlier. If, I do have an affiliate link, so I'm going to throw that out. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash manage WP. And it's something I, I came across recently. I'm going to say six, seven months ago, they were purchased by GoDaddy. So that's the other kind of cool thing about it. You've got a, a decent company behind it. But uh, I'm a big fan. When I was moving things off of Bluehost, in some cases, I could use manage WP. In some cases, I couldn't because Bluehost was so slow that they would lose the connection when I was migrating things over. But um I just love the fact that I've recently run into so many people with issues with WordPress. And again, WordPress isn't bad. The thing is keeping it updated. And I just log in every day and and optimize. The other thing I never realized, I get hundreds, hundreds of spam comments on the school of podcasting on a day, on a single day. And it's hilarious because I will optimize it and it'll be like, good work, Captain. Everything is optimized. And then literally I will, I don't know, get get a glass of water. I'll come back. I have three new spam messages at, at the school of podcasting. It's just overrun with 
people going, this is good article. I think one should, you know, like, oh, geez. So, and that's even with a, well, that's, the good news is they're identified as spam because they use a kismet. I believe that's how you pronounce that. And uh, so oh, that's a, you got to have that. If you're, <laughs> if you're in WordPress, you got to have that. I mean, it, it's just one of those things that, that um, there's so much spam and so much automated spam out there. You, and then it'll block it all for the most part. Yeah. So Jason Bryant says uh, the WWE told, told him that his podcast numbers were underwhelming when he approached their PR team about interviews with their super in, in, in air quotes, superstars. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, malicious login attempts. There, there are, um, I know when I install things from GoDaddy on my cooler websites.com, there's a limit login attempts plugin that basically, uh, does that. So if people are, that's, that's something I'm not sure exactly how it works or what it does. It just sounds like a great idea. And like I said, it's one of the things I've been looking into because I like WordPress. I'm just seeing, it's like almost being at war. You know, you're going along with your friends and all of a sudden you see your brother go down and you're like, oh no, they got, you know, Fred. And then you run along. Oh, it's, it's, it's a bummer. And we're all doing our best to keep things updated and protected and word fenced and backed up. But all of a sudden you're like, oh no, they got Corey. You know, it's like, oh, and then you, you know, you eventually get back. It's not a thing, but it's just, it's a hassle. I mean, when I was moving off Bluehost, I still have one website on Bluehost and I'm eventually, I think just going to have to manually do it. And the good news is it's a blog. So I don't have to worry about, you know, having people download episodes over and over and over. But uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's just recently, I guess uh, maybe it's like when you buy a blue car, have you ever done that? Like I never saw Toyota Priuses until I bought one. Yeah. And then like every other car. And it's like the minute you hear somebody, I think Kim was like the one that really from uh, on the table podcast.com, she got hacked. And then every time I turn on, there's Corey and Fred Castaneda. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, wow. It just seems like everybody's having a bad day with that. So, but hey, next week I'm going to be at PodFest yeah. on Saturday morning. So we'll have to to see if I'll be able to, I have no idea what's going on. Um, let me see if I go out to their, their website file, their schedule, but we're going to, I'm going to try to chime in a little bit. Uh, Jim will be uh, steering the ship next week. So there still will be an episode. So I appreciate you uh, doing that. Yeah, and, we'll bring it in. We'll have some fun. I'll I'll uh, track down another host, and uh, we'll we'll have some. We'll be here next week. Yeah, let me see. Saturday from nine fifteen to twelve, there are breakout sessions. So I'm not sure. That means I'd have to cut out from somebody, but we'll see. Maybe I can sneak out in the hallway and give a quick uh, ten minute update and things of that nature. Yeah, my biggest fun to have you in. Yeah, my my biggest problem now is I've been practicing my guitar. Then I, I don't know if you can see that I'm, I'm like have holes in my fingers from, from being out of practice. That's good. You're not playing anymore. No, not, not anymore. Yeah. In, in and like you used to. No, I used to. And that's where I really was thinking back because I was uh, thinking about different things I used to play that I'm just like, wow, I can't do that anymore. But I used to, when I was a teenager, like in my twenties, I would literally, if I, let's go back to when I was like 16 or 14 or, or 12, I would deliver my papers or I had a paper route. So I would get home about, I don't know, four o'clock, maybe five o'clock. And I would practice my guitar for probably an hour till dinner was ready. I would eat. And the minute I was done, I was downstairs from, let's say seven o'clock to 11, just putting on a record and playing along with it. So it was, uh, and then now it's, it's like you, it's like you're running upstairs. Well, if you hadn't moved in, you know, four years and all of a sudden you right. tried to run up 40 steps, you'd be like, 
it's the big one. <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah, it's I. You know what? I've I and I've kind of trained for this thing, and it's still a lot of work. I mean, you just you don't realize how hard stairs are as a as a cardio workout. They they are dynamite. You get about fifteen in. Everybody's like, ah, that's not too bad. Forty flights, that's not too bad. Eh, it's it's bad. Trust me. So I feel pretty good about it. I I slowest time ever. But you know what? I got the same medal. That's right. You like, got the I got the same medal everybody else did. So screw you, time. There you go. That's it. Yeah, my uh, one of my now ex-stepdaughters just got her uh, her nursing degree and she passed her test and she was saying how she was really worried about her um, her college grades and they both got great grades but I, th- I think she got a B and was like freaking out or something like that in one class I think she got a C and I said you know in the end they're going to ask you do you have your nursing certificate I said that is a yes or a no I said rarely do they go back and look at your you know well, let's see what she did in anatomy back in you know 2014. I'm like, they're just going to go, are you certified or not? So um, that's, that's something to think about as well. Don't get hung up on that. So. All right. We're at the end. We're at the end of another one. We're at the end of another man. I went quick. I know. Always does. An hour goes fast. So it's great having everybody out in the chat room. Really good chat room today, by the way. Great. Yes. Job, guys. Yeah. I, I do miss the Q and a, and I, I, I'll have to see if there's a way. I don't think you can. Maybe there is in chat wing that I could make it taller. Because I'm only looking oh, yeah. over there every now and then. There's got yeah, to yeah. I can go I'll into just pop it out. You know, you can. There's a the two well, boxes. You can yeah. just pop it out, make it your own size. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to look for a Q and A app. I think that in, you can actually make it wider or longer on your site too. If you go into the code, there's yeah. a width and a height in there, so you can change that. Yeah, Emily says stairs when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would not be fun. Uh, hey, listen, stairs no matter what are never yeah. fun. Like. We, we practice them a lot. They're never fun, but they're great cardio. So if you're, uh, you know, you kind of get cardio and strength at the same time. And we've got guys that even put on weight belts, you know, and, and uh, walk stairs to get the extra workout. So kind of crazy. Yeah. If you're going to, uh, we have a, uh, an option here. Um, Daniel has uh, agreed to uh, make an appearance with the one and only noodle. Baby. Nice. All right. Maybe so in the post show. We're going to do that in the post show. That's right. So if you want to see that, if you want to see noodle baby, I've seen a picture, then you've got to, uh, you know, you've got to come around and uh, sign up to be a supporter at ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome. Jim, what's coming up on uh, the average guy.tv. That's a good question. I have actually taken a week off. This is pretty nice this week. Are you uh, crazy? Yeah, we've got some, uh, we have our annual award ceremony, so we'll be taking a week off and then, we're back with just more guests. I guess some really cool, obscure guests coming on. So the average guy.tv home gadget geeks. Well, the audacity to podcast actually came back. Obviously Daniel took some time off cause he had this little thing called noodle baby. And when he came back, he explained that, you know, he, he very purposely announced, I, here's when I'm leaving. I'll be back probably around this time. And so as much as we all preach, you know, be consistent, be consistent. That's important. But also if you know, you're going to take a break, just announce it. I don't think it's the end of, because there's no sponsors involved. That's where things get really tricky. But if you don't have a sponsor, I think if you just announce to your, your uh, audience that you're leaving, you're coming back. I think that's the big key. I did kill two shows uh, this week. Well, one, I'm going to kill one more today. Um, and I just said a thing. I said, here's, here's where I am. If you want to keep listening to me, you know, Julian Michaels podcast. Now you can listen to me at logical weight loss. And I'm going to go over to the climber cast today and say, it's been fun. If you want to, I'm going to offer people, you want to take over the show, you can, but I don't think anybody will take me up on that. And again, I just promote the school of podcasting and that's it. So you can actually kill a show in this case. And uh, 
So, but we're here every Saturday. Jim will be uh, driving the ship next week. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, thanks to the chat room for, again, you, what a great chat room we have. And um, let's see, I have, we talked about talking up music at the end and how you usually put it in. That's why, because we have uh, 20 seconds to kill. And somehow I changed my clock. Oh, I see it right there. We have 22 seconds. So I have 11 seconds to stammer on like an idiot here while I wait for time. And eventually I look down and go, oh, look, we're at the 16 minute mark. I can start saying we're here every Saturday. Ask the podcast coach.com slash live. Thanks for listening, everybody. And then you fade it up. 